Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as per usual, I'm going to kick the ball over to uh, John Randall and I. We got the whole trio here this week for uh, this session. This is from a, a recording session that we recorded right before our holiday episode. And so kind of like our last proper episode, it was actually episode number 142 to be specific. So kind of some behind the scenes conversation of like prepping for that episode. And we really didn't know we had a ton of stuff that we were kind of like tabling, saving for the holiday episode, trying to figure out. So a little bit of behind the scenes chit chat about like core coordinating the episode itself, but we end up talking about like 8-bit dough controllers and just kind of third, uh, third-party third controllers in general over the years. And I rattle off a few of the games that I've been playing on Switch lately and just kind of, again, talking about my temporary setup changes and whatnot. We really kind of, it's a little bit more of a collage episode once again. We even talk about like John's early days. Like we were all thinking like, man, John joined the podcast like ha- not halfway through at this point because we're getting close to 200 episodes here, but uh, kind of thinking like, oh yeah, he joined like a good chunk of the way through. And it's like, man, he was on a pretty er- some pretty early episodes uh, before he joined the podcast properly. But yeah, we get into all sorts of video game goodness, but as per usual, I got to rattle off a few of the things that I've been playing. And this week I've actually been going pretty strong. I actually finally started with my kind of temporary setup, I finally got the switch all hooked up properly. And then, of course, as I was like getting ready to do a proper like stream and I've, I've had the switch hooked up for a little bit. I think I've even talked about that before, but I got it kind of properly hooked up and connected with the capture card and whatever. Got everything set up through OBS and then I went like, OK, I'm going to stream uh, some Lone Ruin, which is a brand new game uh, published by Super Rare uh, Originals. That's their second game or third game, I think, that they've published on the switch. I can't remember if uh, Post Void has come out, but. I was a huge fan of Grapple Dog, and again, they're just the publishers here. The developer here is uh, Kebab Skull, at least that's their handle on social media and whatnot, but I was a huge fan of their previous game, Hell is Other Demons, so their brand new game, Lone Ruin, just came out, but uh, Super Rare is really on top of the ball. Like They sent this uh, a copy of this our way like almost a month before the game released, and I'm assuming they did that for pretty much everyone. Uh, you know, in the the press, quote unquote, or whatever, uh, to kind of like, you know, send it out. I know they kind of told us like, hey, we want to give everyone a month to really sink their teeth into this game for review purposes or whatever. And in my case, I just kind of fired it up for maybe, I don't know, probably a dozen runs or so before uh, I did the stream. And then, yeah, I was getting ready to do a stream the other day. Uh, They actually had like the embargo date or whatever the day before it came out. So I was like, perfect. I'll jump on and have this kind of be my easing back into streaming with my proper setup with the switch uh, because I've done most of streaming since I've been back in Michigan has been right from my PC. So, uh, yeah, I was went to do that, was having some Internet issues, so ended up getting that all sorted out the next day and started playing some Lone Ruin and ended up getting pretty dang sucked into it. I've re- it's a roguelike twin stick shooter with uh, kind of like pseudo 3D style. It's definitely got some pixel art uh, aesthetic. It it has a same flavor or similar flavor and uh, just energy as uh, Hell is Other Demons, the developer's previous game. But I just really and it's e- even like colors and stuff, although it's it's definitely a totally different game, but. It's got that roguelike structure, and I really like there's maybe like seven or eight different weapons you can pick from from at the start. It's almost like Hades style in that regard. Um, and even gameplay-wise, that same like isometric, bullet hell sort of situation. So it, it definitely has some similarities to Hades for sure, but definitely doing its own thing. But each of the like seven or eight weapons that you can get, which are all quite different. And at first I was like, I'm probably going to find my one or two or three just like in Hades that I tend to gravitate towards. Although I think we talked about on the podcast with Hades that like all the weapons were pretty fun to play with. Uh, and I think they even had, maybe had a similar system in Hades. I can't, it's been a while since I played, but basically three or four of the starting weapons will have like a starting perk to pick from that'll just be kind of randomly chosen at the start of each run. So you're like, okay, I don't necessarily love the boomerang or it's not my favorite weapon, but 
it's got this extra buff attached to it right from the start. So I'm starting off a little more powerful. Maybe that's better than my chain lightning, which or rail lightning, whatever it's called. I think it's chain lightning, which is a little bit more of like it's not necessarily heat seeking, but you can a little bit more just kind of aim in the direction, general direction of enemies. And then, yeah, it just kind of hits one and then chains into all the other ones nearby. So that's kind of my go to. And it's not the weakest of I mean, at, at least to me, I feel decently powerful. A lot of times when you use like homing attack type stuff or heat seeking uh, missiles or whatever, it's like they do less damage. And, and I'm sure this does less damage, but it's still I don't feel like I'm like really struggling to take down enemies. And yeah, I just really like how you can pick up more spells or even weapons along the way and upgrade those. And again, it's just got a really great aesthetic, really, really great soundtrack. I think I mentioned that about 20 times during the stream. Like it's got this like great, like it's almost like EDM, like very energetic, but also very mellow and chill at the same time. And again, like just the neon pinks and purples and blues, like just such a cool, such a cool game. I'm a huge, huge fan. And actually, I think I've talked about uh, Pink River, another game from the same developer that I think they made for either Game Maker's Toolkit, uh, Game Jam, or maybe Ludum Dar. Uh, one of the bigger game jams for sure, but a game that I'm like still like, I hope they maybe revisit that. I know they were doing some post jam stuff uh, on that game for a while and another game called Gun Howl that they just kind of like worked on in like a alpha demo state, uh, just kind of like a play playable demo or prototype or whatever, but it looks awesome. So just a huge fan of this developer and now super rare uh, originals. They were already doing cool stuff before they started getting into like their own publishing outside of like the physical realm. So was really, uh, really pumped to check that one out finally and dig a little deeper into it. And then I ended up, I'm not going to really talk about this because we ended up talking about how we're going to table it for later in the, you know, save it for the cast episode proper. But I did jump over and play a couple runs of uh, Demon Throttle, which I've been kind of waiting for Randall to chip into because I just feel like that's a, a game that's so up both of our alleys that I just feel like it's ripe for the conversation. Uh, but yeah, so I've done some other streaming. Uh, actually, we had a Patreon poll uh, recently for our monthly supporters where I think I've, I might have mentioned this before, but super. Mario 3D World slash Bowser's Fury won the poll, which I have not played any of Bowser's Fury. I pretty much have beaten everything in Super Mario 3D World, although I did uh, play just a few levels as Peach to get kind of warmed up. And I was like, yep, I really like this game. And I do think I like that more than the little bit I played of Bowser's Fury. I, I played a good... I don't know, hour and a half or two hours. And I'm not going to talk about it too much here either, because I know Randall had this in like his top three games of the year on our holiday episode. Uh, Bowser's Fury, that is. And just in general, I feel like there's more conversation to be had. But I did kind of feel like there, as much as I, I definitely liked the slight, like it just feels like a weird mix of like Mario Odyssey plus ideas from Mario Sunshine. Really a lot of ideas from Mario Sunshine. I know Randall mentioned like how you're getting like the cat shines and like just certain aspects of the structure and even how you're kind of just like on like a beachy island sort of vibe. But just the way it like breaks out into these weird like Godzilla kaiju battles and then like the levels that you were just playing around on and, and you know running around as Mario like now you're this giant cat or even just giant Mario in general and you're like jumping around on this like on top of these things that were like a massive tower you had to climb now you're just taking one jump to the top of it it's just like a really cool it almost feels like a sega game at times like i don't know something about the energy every now and then nintendo i feel like they just channel some like sega energy even like like the music and just the presentation and just the kind of like absurdity and craziness of the game but definitely having a lot of fun with that and looking forward to talking some more uh, bowser's fury with randall but the other game that I haven't been doing any streaming of uh, just because I was like, ah, we all uh, my whole family ended up getting COVID over the holidays. 
Uh, I think I might have mentioned that as well on a previous Save It for the Cast, but well, I was kind of down for the count sick. I uh, got uh, Klonoa, the Fantasy Reverie Collection, or fa- Fantasy Reverie Series, I think it's called, uh, for Christmas. I got the PAL European version. I was like, they didn't make a physical version here in North America, so I'm going to have to bend the rules a little bit and get this uh, import uh, along with my Okami uh, Japanese copy, which, I don't know, it just felt like I got to have this one physically. And I actually, I played the original Klonoa on the Wii, like the remake version they made for the Wii, and I don't know what is different about this version, but it definitely feels like they just like captured the charm a little bit better. And I'm going to feel like a total idiot if it's really just kind of like a repackaged version of that port, but something about, I, I don't know. I just remember seeing like the PlayStation one version in action and thinking like when I was playing the Wii version, just thinking like, Oh, this kind of doesn't have the charm I was hoping it would have or something. It felt like they just kind of stripped some of the, I don't know, personality out of the game and, and in this uh, Switch update or whatever they did, it just felt I may, maybe it just struck me at the right mood. But uh, I did have some frustrations with it along the way, like some of the tougher like sections of the game. Like it just felt like, uh, I don't know, there were just some frustrating moments where it's like you get hit by an enemy and then you like keep getting hit by it five more times because like you don't have enough uh, invisibility frames or like in invulnerability after you take damage or just like the, the positioning, the way they bounce you around. But for the most part, it's just really fun and kind of tricky at times. Puzzle platforming, uh, almost a, like a kin, like think like Yoshi's Island meets Kirby style, uh, and kind of like splitting the difference in difficulty there. I always think the Yoshi games are a little on the tougher side, not impossible, but if you're going to hundred percent them for sure. Uh, which I wasn't necessarily going to do here with Klonoa, but I did go for most of the collectibles. And I, I do think I might, there's only like 12, 13, maybe 14 levels. So I might go back and comb through for some of the, at least like major collectibles. But really, I kind of wanted to like polish that off because I've been itching to replay Klonoa 2, Lunatase or Lunatees Veil, whatever it's called, or however you pronounce it. Uh, ever since I played, that's one of the few games I still own on my PS2. I'm just like, God, I loved my first experience with that game. And I played it years and years after it had come out. And I'm a big fan of the Game Boy Advance games as well. Just really solid kind of like, they're not precision platformers at all, but there's like some light, you know, the same level of like precision platforming that you would see in like a Mario game, I guess. Although not quite as dynamic of like movement. Uh, You kind of have like a little, almost like a Yoshi style flutter jump if you hold down the jump button while you're in midair. And then you're mostly, you have this like little like wind bullet that you fire out and you fire that into other enemies and then they kind of, it kind of inflates them with air. And then you can either use that enemy as you hold it above your head to like throw it at other enemies into the foreground or background. Cause the game is like in like a pseudo 3d, it's like a side scroller, but there's definitely like paths that like the camera really, that's probably the, one of the coolest aspects of the game is almost like it's got this crash bandicoot style, really dynamic camera, but yeah, I had a really good time playing through that game. I did like towards the end, I was like, oh, I just want to get this over with so I can play uh, Klonoa 2. And I, I do think that would be a fun one to stream as well. So I'm like, I, I should set aside some time. I had Klonoa in the poll that, uh, in there with Mario and Mario ended up winning. And I was glad I dug into that. But yeah, at the risk of just rambling on and on and on, I was going to rattle off some uh, Harley Wilson games. But I know I've uh, gushed about some of uh, their games on the podcast in the past, but I've been playing a ton of their stuff and just can't recommend all uh I'll try to drop a link if I remember, but definitely check out the stuff from Harley Wilson. I've been playing King of uh, King of Machines, Rockheads, and Bot Break in particular. Just really awesome uh, free-to-play arcade games from a solo indie developer, uh, or at least pay what you want, uh, it, uh, games on Itch.io and whatever. But really awesome stuff. But yeah, at the risk of just rambling on and on, I've already done enough of that uh, here so far. I'm going to kick it over to John Randall and I. And uh, until next week, we'll catch you then, and take care.
Oh man. But yeah, what do uh what do we want to throw on the app uh, for today? Obviously, I've got Luigi's Mansion. Randall's got Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yes, sir. Uh, you've got Ten Million. Was that the name of it? Yeah, John? Ten Million, and kind of side going off into like Faroon and like that era of indie games because it's like I think when did when did the original Faroon come out? And I was trying to find. Probably a little bit after that game that I'm going to just briefly mention, Momono Slayer. I think it just means Monster Slayer in uh, Japanese. Interesting. Um, but, I did, yeah, I just happened to, like, go to their Twitter page, and it was, like, a post that I stumbled on. And I was, it was like, oh, you can play it right on your phone. And I didn't intend to play the whole game and just ended up playing the whole thing. Nice. Okay, so the original Faroon was an iOS game on 2015? It looks like. Oh, that's my. This one was 2009, I think. Okay, that's even, I think, later than, or earlier than, uh, whatchamacallit. Yeah, I think it was 2013 or something, was 10 million. Um, oh, there was yeah, a otherwise 3DS I played, version. <laughs> otherwise, I played some Splitter Critters on Switch. Uh, I don't, like, I don't have to talk about my, like, I'm assuming the thumbs up, Randall, was, uh, we're table Demon Throttle for another time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could talk about it if you want to. I haven't played it no, yet. No, no. No, I'm happy to table it. I've I've been playing a decent amount of it actually. I came really close to beating it nice. uh, the other day actually, like truly beating it. I I actually did beat it, but I didn't truly beat it. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'll save it, save that for another time. Um, but yeah, I don't even really like. I've been playing some more Panzer Paladin, been playing some more Splitter Critters. Um, but I don't know. I'm happy to keep it kind of a shorter one too, and just have like our, uh. Cause I'm sure we'll go into like a little bit of talking around Luigi's mansion, um, you know, and whatnot, a little bit of talking around Panzer Dragoon, even mm-hmm. if it's just because it's like the, uh, resolution game and yeah. then we'll go into a little more discussion on 10 million and Mamona Slayer, uh, Mamono Slayer. I got to say that, right? Um, oh yeah. I played a few other games too. Yeah. I was playing a bunch of stuff today. Putrid shot ultra. Oh, John, remember when we talked about, uh, cards with personalities on Pico eight? Yeah. I saw that. Uh, like he's been the working full on version. It. The full version just came out and nice. uh, he sent us a copy in our steam. So oh, if you want to nice. fire it up, I was like, oh man, he's like, he's like, Hey, I just ordered you a copy on steam. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're just so cute, man. That's adorable. He's like the nicest, the nicest guy. I'm like, as soon as I've been having, we've been having weird internet issues here and then my body, up until today, it was kind of not feeling great and kind of having stomach issues. But as soon as I have like a good feeling day and the internet cooperates, I'm going to try to stream that one. Nice. Um, but I'd be down to talk about it more on the podcast, too, if uh, if either of you ever feel an itch to check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy my own copy. Like, if I really want to, like, I like the way that the game It's a sweet game. So yeah, he even updated him- the... Uh, the Pico eight version to like reflect some of the changes that the new nice. game added and huh. kind of is treating that as like kind of a free demo, you know, and then like in the like instructions, it's like a hey, full version on steam or whatever. So nice. I was like, Oh man, that's pretty cool that he took like, you know, extra labor of love to like improve the original classic version. Um, but yeah, I played just like a quick, like, you know, quick, not even a full round, but I was like, Oh yeah, this is, I need to dig in a little deeper and learn all these cards. But, um, very excited to dig into that one. It's just so slick seeing it. Like it's got a lot of the same Pico eight aesthetics and styles and stuff going on, but like it's not on Pico eight. So it's right. like very much like sweet. upgraded and a little juicier. Uh, we got Randall with a corrupted missing number over here. What? 
<laughs> Do you have that on your screen? Not on mine, but there was at one point earlier, like 10 minutes in, I think that like, I just what I didn't get any audio from like either of you guys. And it was Ooh. just like kept playing catch up and it was on fast forward for like oh. a full minute. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So I was like, Ooh, that's fun. That's weird. Oh, wait, I got it. I got it back. I think. Grid view. There he is. Yeah. For whatever reason, it was like there was just like a black bar, like smear. Like it almost looked like it was like intentionally like because it was just over like Randall's eyes. Ooh. Oh, fun. Um, and like a little bit of your like lower part of your face, too. But most of like the digital like it was just like, yeah, like blacked out, like digital pixels. My album art. <laughs> little Detroit Fiction Rendezvous. Yeah, there you uh, go. Comeback, uh, yeah, baby. Uh, official yeah. cover now. Um, but yeah. Um, cause yeah, otherwise I've been, I'm sure you've been playing more rogue legacy as well, John, but that's all I've been playing. Honestly, like <laughs> that's why I was like, Oh, I got a, that's why I picked, or I had 10 million in my steam library and I was like, you know, I've always meant to play this game. Like I, for mm-hmm. a decade. So I just wanted to boot it up and then man, that made me, that unlocked a lot of thoughts <laughs> about <laughs> indie games and other Ooh. like things. So, yeah. And then so should we just talk about pretty much like that, like our two resolution games and then that kind of mobile retro conversation and then pretty much leave it there? Or did you, Randall, did you want to talk about Metroid Zero Mission or the analog pocket at all or? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How far are you in Zero Mission? Uh, Good question. I played it for at least a few hours. I feel like I've gotten a good amount of upgrades, uh, although those come so fast compared to what I'm used to. Yeah, Uh, like Metroid. The original Metroid is a such a shorter game. Yeah, I can feel that already, for sure. Uh, It feels like if I would have just stuck with it, I I probably would have completed it by now. Like it it was on that sort of momentum. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's I've got thoughts. I've got thoughts about I've got thoughts about that and I've got thoughts about the pocket, but uh I also have no time to play video games, so I have to protect my my precious <laughs> Protect video the stuff, dude. That's that's how I've been energy. the last couple of weeks cuz I've been like, man, what am I going to talk about in this save it for the cast? I was like, I guess I'll just talk about how I haven't been playing anything. <laughs> like in the bottom right-hand corner, like I've been getting texts from Mikey being like, so Warhammer Darktide just came out. And I, like, I just yes. see his like little icon in the bottom right hand corner of my computer is like, I pinch is playing Warhammer 40k. Dark <laughs> That's amazing. I finally, uh, I'll, I'll guess I'll talk about this more when we record, but I finally like did hook up my switch to like the TV here. Like I was leaving like the dock all packed up and whatever, just like, oh, I'll just play handheld and whatever. But I was like, I'm not really like playing enough games. Like I'm kind of just kicking it to the side and I'm not comfortable like sitting in like a desk chair playing on my laptop. So I'm not gaming on my computer. I'm just like picking it up and playing real small chunks. I was like, I got to hook up the switch and like play before I go to bed and stuff. Yeah. So that got the getting getting Luigi's mansion, got the juices flowing. So yeah, it's like got to got to get this rolling here but it's been really nice i've been actually just bouncing around playing a ton of random games kind of just testing out like i've re- hooked up the capture card and stuff and was just testing nice. out like the setup making sure things are functioning as expected um yeah played some cool games that splitter critters was the first one that i kind of jumped into it's like uh 
kind of like a lemming style puzzle game, like where like the creatures sort of move on their own. It's like a side scrolling thing. And then you like have this like little UFO there. There's like a UFO that lands and you have to guide the little alien creatures back to the UFO and you can slice the level in one of any three places. And then once you slice it, you can like slide, you like fly around like freely as this like robot thing or whatever. You can just fly around, you know, anywhere you want and then you can just place up to three slices and then, yeah, just slide them either up, down, left, right or whatever to like connect different platforms for them to walk off or like new uh, alien creatures get introduced where like the first ones just kind of walk if they get to a ledge. Kind of like in Mario, like the green Koopas, if they get to a ledge, they just turn around and keep walking where like the red ones will like jump off or right. I forget what which ones do which, but it's kind of like that, like the yellow aliens will when they get to a ledge they'll jump off so you got to make sure they're not jumping into like a tar pit or poison or whatever and then like they introduce another like enemies that you can actually like guide off like out of the way and then they introduce another alien that actually can attack the enemies so you have to like kind of slice the level in a bunch of different places and undo them in certain orders but it's like a really open-ended like i've been really impressed with like how freely i can just like solve these puzzles almost in like really janky ways like oh that's definitely not what i was supposed to do but i don't know really that's cool fun, game though. that i picked it's up for like two dollars do it in janky ways to solve it you know that's yeah that's it, half the fun sometimes well yeah sometimes some of those puzzle games that are like you have to do this one prescribed solution like you're just beating your head against the mm-hmm. wall like if you get stuck you're stuck you know um sometimes you can have that like revelation moment where you like walk away come back to it the next day or whatever and go oh there it is you know moment of realization but it doesn't always happen and then you're just like oh guess i'm not playing that game again but i've just yeah just been kind of like picking up some random games like i was like oh i think i picked this up for like a dollar or two bucks on switch on sale at some point and never really gave it a fair shot yeah quite a few that i was like oh man there's another game like way of the passive fist that was pretty cool it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up but it's all about like parrying and dodging attacks and like tiring out your enemies and then okay. like landing like the death blow ah. and then you can you get you can do a few attacks like if you dodge enough attacks in uh combo succession you like get like a super like bionic arm punch that you can like just kill an enemy in one shot but it's it's not like the most amazing game but like i was like man for another game that i picked up on sale on switch on the cheap it's got really cool pixel art kind of like a mad max like desert you know future sort of apocalyptic environment yeah and, I don't know. Kind of got like a final fight sort of enemy styles. Like, I don't, I don't know. Just kind of not very 90s. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cool little game. I can't remember what other games I was firing up yeah. other than Demon Throttle, but played a few other ones just kind of like scrolling around on Switch uh, before bed the last few nights after I hooked it up. And like other than Luigi's Mansion, I was just like, oh, man, pretty cool stuff here. I love a good parry mechanic. That's for sure. It is fun. Yeah, there's like because the, there's a regular block and then there's like a dodge and then you can actually like uh there it took me a minute to figure it out but like there ended up being these enemies that would like throw like a dagger like a boomerang at you yeah and if you time it i think you have to time it just like perfect because right. i was like man i can't figure this out but you actually can like catch the boomerang and just like whip it back oh, at them yeah. like at first i thought you could just block it so really cool really cool game with like kind of a i don't know like if, if you just see it in motion it looks kind of slow paced like if you're just thinking oh this this is just a regular beat up you might think like man this looks kind of boring and methodical but I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty fun and a really cool soundtrack too. It, like it just, it, I kind of got into like when it like just the way it like kind of opens the first scene and act two and what, just the way it kind of yeah. introduces everything. I was like, man, I'm like, I'm on, I'm in for the ride on this one. That rules. Um, very cool stuff. Yeah. Been having a good time bouncing around on my switch, but 
Yeah, what order do we feel like uh, talking about stuff in tonight? Uh. Do we want to... Because I guess everything's somewhat discussional, so... Yeah. Nothing really, like, screams, like, lead with this or close with this, um, unless anybody else is is feeling that way. Maybe open with the uh, resolution games. Yeah. That makes sense to me if that works on... Because I feel like those will at least be slightly more focused... Yeah. (laughs) I always forget how early I joined. (laughs) I know. It goes. Uh, Yeah. Like, it always. Yeah. I always think, like, oh, he joined, like, after a year, but it was early on. (laughs) Like, it was episode 13. 13? (laughs) In my head, it was like 30 something. Yeah, in my head, it was like 30 something. That's what I thought too. That's why I was like, Luigi, I was like, oh, you guys must have talked about Luigi's Mansion before I even joined. (laughs) And then I was like, (laughs) no, apparently I was. (laughs) (laughs) I was there too. (laughs) I think I also like maybe like joined for like Bloodstained and then like took a week off and then came back and then was basically back every week after that. Yeah, there was definitely, we were like, oh, John, you want a guest on this episode? And then like within a couple weeks, we're like, you just want to be on all the time. Say, like John's a fucking natural. Like, yeah. Can we get this guy we, back? John on? likes to hear I, himself talk. No, dude. No. I definitely felt like, like when you joined, I was like, oh, John is like breathing some life into yeah. the show. Not that I felt like it was dead, but I was just like, man, like I really feel like he adds, uh, like fits in with like our banter really well. Big time. Um, huge upgrade in yes. my opinion, like improvement upgrade to the show. Like the same way I feel like there when Glenn still, joined there, our there band, there was still some, uh, growing pains, even when I joined, oh, I think always dude. I think we hit our stride pains. maybe around 50 or so. Yeah, yeah probably I mean, true. There's still growing pains sometimes. <laughs> yes. Like I still get anxious every time we record. Like I'm just like, Oh man, what? I don't have anything to talk about or I'm going to fumble over my words or, Oh, I'm waiting until the last minute to edit. Now I got to think of shit to play. Like I'm always just, you know, yeah. whatever but I, i'm i've it's been a long time since i've been like man i'm really not that happy with that episode I right mean, it's been a really long time since that happened like there's been some that i'm like oh that one was a ton of fun that was amazing and then some that were you know just like oh that's a solid one mm-hmm. but it's been a really long time since i've felt like oh man what were we thinking on this episode <laughs> like it hasn't happened in years it has not so which is a good feeling because, mm-hmm. yeah, that, which makes me like, what do I get all anxious for? Like, we're we're decent at this now. You know, oh, we yeah. know what we're doing to a degree. Oh, man. But I, I forgot about my setup where, like, I didn't even have a desk in this closet. And I was just, like, mm-hmm. recording perched on, like, I had a, like, folding chair and a, like, waste basket that I had put <laughs> Lauren's laptop on top of. Oh my God! What that's a, amazing! What a that's nightmare a, setup! <laughs> that's dedication, baby. Dedication. <laughs> it was dedication. Um, should we uh, knock out some claps here? Yes, oh, sir. probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was I, the the reason why I was late on the call, or at least a little bit late on the call. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think anybody was really late. No, no one was. Um, yeah. But I got this little guy, which is mm. it'll just a so it's like just the pat like I have like the keyboard and there's about the maybe one less but or two one less row yeah but so this yeah. is just but this is the only one that is like an SD card sampler ah so you can just you just load your own samples onto it but it's like also like 10 years old at this point and like made with software from 10 years ago. Right. So it's like, uh, I like 
people hate this piece of machine. Oh, I'll, I'll, once I'm done opening this beer, uh, show So it sounds like it's the perfect machine for John. Oh, yeah. Pe- no. People hate this thing. Oh, so I super, feel like I've seen that thing before. Yeah. Or something like it. Like, it's, yeah. there's a lot of like versions of it, but like this is the one that was like, yeah, you just put all of your samples onto this SD card and then you can use it that way. And like you can also set it up. That's so like that convenient. It, it takes MIDI in, and I've been looking into like setting up a uh, like drum trigger thing. So like Mikey could get like electronic drum pads that nice. would trigger those samples. Like it's 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 a very specific thing that like is just good for a very specific like person who wants to make music in a way like this but like it is also all of the it like the sd card needs to be formatted in like this way like the files need to be like this sample rate and like Mm -hmm. everyone's like it takes like it takes seconds for each sample to load onto like each individual kit and i'm like yeah i don't give a shit i'm not doing i'm not doing like legitimate electronic sampling on this i am doing a thing where i hit a button and it plays a sample from bomberman 64 (laughs) 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 that's perfect so i was trying to like format that like quickly before we started recording and then as i was playing it like there was an ambient like uh sample that i had but it had also somehow copied a another sample that would just play at the like end of it before it looped and i'm like okay maybe this thing is kind of a little piece of crap but whatever (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to get an officially licensed bomberman 64 um sample machine so no so i have to make it myself we have to jump through an officially licensed multi-tap for the playstation or whatever console that was for super nintendo maybe saturn uh saturn and uh super nintendo i think both had bomberman faced multi-taps that I, whatever one i've seen I, it looked so cool like i was like god that's the most charming thing I like know. i've never i don't think i've ever used a multi-tap in my life um oh, I and have. i own one on the ps2 but i never i don't think i ever used it um i used i think i used an nes multi-tap at a friend's house growing up but yeah never anything beyond that I had one of them wireless four score ones for my nes and it Ooh. never worked that son of a bitch I had some wireless controllers for Super Nintendo that I got as like a birthday or Christmas gift one year. Yeah. And they I hated how they worked, like whatever the lag and, the, you know, oh, the technology course. at the time yeah. that yeah. up until pretty recently, pretty much up until the switch, I was like, fuck wireless controllers, man. <laughs> or actually, no, you know what? It was the PS3. Yeah, because it was I was just like, you know what? This thing is pretty dang convenient. Like you can just charge it. It's got a battery built into it. Yeah. Like we never have any issues with like occasionally it disconnects or whatever, but like for the most part, never have any issues with like input latency or anything yep. like that. So yes, three Xbox like, okay. three sixty that era nailed it with the wireless it se- control it was, technology. Was three sixty Bluetooth or did it use something else? Because yeah. in my head, I was like, it must be the Bluetooth. I don't like, know it, if it was Bluetooth. Well, because PS3 I know PlayStation probably was Bluetooth. Did. PlayStation was, was for Bluetooth. sure because you could hook up. Yeah, Wii was Bluetooth, so Xbox had to be. But they, I don't know, they had a couple weird. You know, they held like they didn't have wireless in the built into the console for the longest time. Yeah, like wireless, like an internet. You know, wireless internet receiver. Xbox 360 controllers do not support Bluetooth. They use a proprietary oh. RF interface, which requires a special known that USB because- dongle. 
I should have known that because like there there was just somebody that just announced like we're making Bluetooth Xbox 360 controllers. Basically, like the original <laughs> manufacturer of them was like making like a version of it. And actually, I just saw a new uh, 8-bit though Pro controller. Yeah. Did you guys happen to see that? That yes. thing looks slick. Yes, man. people love that controller. It it basically just looks like pretty much like a Switch Pro controller, slightly different. But yeah, it's got, like, like it's a little like chart between like that and like the Xbox series yeah the current yeah the current like xbox model yeah. yeah i agree yeah yeah but it's got like its own little charging dock and it's the same yeah. price as a switch pro controller but it's like interchangeable between switch what i guess the switch pro controller if you plug it in or whatever i think you can hook it up bluetooth even yeah. to your pc if you yeah you know jump through a hoop or two maybe but yep um but yeah i don't know i was tempted because i was like i only have the one pro controller i've got two sets of joy cons so that would round out like a four set Mm -hmm. of controllers and i wouldn't mind having like a pro because sometimes i have that 8-bit though sn30 for pc and i do like it a lot but i don't know sometimes it's just i it's a little small it cramps up my hands a little bit even even the pro it's a little bit more comfortable than the original one i had that was like just a super nintendo controller without like the little kind of right. handles on it um yeah that's what yeah, i typically I use that's my my secondary controller if like tina and i are playing games i typically give her the switch pro controller and i'll use like the 8-bit dough switch ah, pro thing even on so you you've used it on switch a bunch yeah but the one that's got like the handles and the analog sticks and everything but not not this new super one just the one they put right out. right the yeah. the sn30 pro or yeah, whatever it's called yeah 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 and that's that's what i use whenever i'm playing for the most part whenever i'm playing pc games but yeah i the original one i had without the handles and then the the pro with the handles i have had a, some like just really minor issues with like the buttons sticking or the d-pad mm. sticking Maybe I, I mean I do play a lot of games, so right. I mean <laughs> to be fair, I've, I'm putting that controller through the paces for sure. But that was what kind of had me like tilting a little bit more towards the because I do even when I play older, I've talked about it on the podcast. When I play like Super Mario World, I tend to lean towards playing with the joystick over the D pad these days for a lot of games, unless it's like a really rigid game where you really want to have that like up down left right like no middle ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I I was I'm, I'm kind of tempted to get one of those, but it is 80 bucks for another controller when I'm fully equipped to play any game I want with the controllers I currently have. It'll so, go on sale at some point. Yeah, that's true. Keep an eye on those Amazon deals, mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm. But they have that white one too. Although white controllers are a bad idea, I feel usually. Yeah, they're kind of gross. They just get kind of nasty. Yeah. Yep. I got the yeah. one that looks like the original Game Boy, but yeah, it's kind of got. Ah, that, me too. That me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had the color. Yeah. The one that the one that didn't have the uh, handles on it, like just the the non pro. I had the kind of Super Nintendo looking one, the American Super Nintendo, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, or North American. Um, But yeah, then when I got the pro, I was like, I'm getting that Game Boy one. Mm -hmm. I like just the all like but I like I think they have like a PlayStation looking one as well uh, where it. I don't think it's like triangle X and like the shapes, but it has like the same colors on the buttons. It it looks a lot like a PS1 controller. Yeah. Um, but big fan. 8-Bit though does some nice stuff. They even, do. Even with those complaints I have, I've had about no, the, the know, little bit of button sticking. They're pretty legit. I would say at this it's point, the, it's probably the best third party controller I've ever used yeah. in, in my time. Like usually it was like, you know, going over to a friend's house with the 64, like, Oh, who's using the mad cats? You're fucked. Yes. Um, although yeah. they even turned it around with, with their yeah. like arcade sticks and all the rock band equipment, all that stuff was really high they quality. Did, 
they did turn it around because yeah. I remember when I, I used a couple things later on where I was like, this is Mad Cats? This yeah. is pretty nice. Yeah. But man, some of those third party controllers, it, well, even when we worked at Best Buy, I was like, what the hell? That Logitech wireless PS2 controller was super legit too, though. Logitech's another good third party yeah. uh, company. I'm so, I'm hoping to get that. The only thing I put on my Christmas list was that wireless uh, Logitech vertical mouse. Oh, that I you, love uh, that. Said thing. you had. Love yeah. As soon as you thing. said you had it and that you loved it, I was like, you know, because I was kind of looking at some of the smaller ones, but everyone was like, if you have even a slightly bigger hand, mm-hmm. like strongly recommend getting this this one. I was like, I do have a slightly bigger hand, yep. so. I, it's probably worth spending the 30 extra bucks if it's going to like truly help my arm and yes. body be less cramped up and tense. Ain't yeah. cheap. The, the Logitech uh, ergonomic like keyboard bucks. is also awesome. Uh, they kind of sell them as a okay. package sometime, but that's you're talking about okay. over 200 bucks as a combo, though. At yeah, that it's a hundred bucks for the mouse. So, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was like, that's the only thing I really feel comfortable asking for. Right. And oh, and I did ask I asked my aunt for uh, because last year when I got those bitmap uh, books like the oh, yeah. Super Nintendo books. Yeah. Um, I, one of them that I asked for, uh, I didn't get, and it was, I think it was out of stock at the time. So I was like, oh, it's back in stock on Amazon. So I was like, I'll ask for it again, just in case. <laughs> yep. Um, the NES like compendium, cause I got the super Nintendo compendium and then just kind of a more like pixel art specific book that just kind of goes into like more like games that are known for their pixel art, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, I kind of want that NES one. Mm-hmm. Just, they're really well made. I, t- I know I talked about them on the podcast briefly before, and they're just so nicely made. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having a few more of those in my collection. There's like a Genesis one, a Master yeah. System one, a Commodore 64 one. I'm like, man, I would get all of them if I had the dough. They're all like, in hardcover, baby. Yeah, and they're like 50, 60 bucks, you know, depending on, you know, I've seen them anywhere in between, but yeah. not terrible for it's like, I mean, it's a fat book. hundreds and hundreds of pages and really high quality like paper and just really well done i love it yeah but should we get uh rolling here let's record a podcast let's record a pursuing pixels podcast beauteous with a theme of video games (laughs) it's crazy i won't do neither of you guys still have the uh spreadsheet open do you no. No. I was I was curious. I was like, I wonder how many games we're at these days. Well, but. actually, I think I do. Never mind. It's we are. At, I mean, I'm I'm a episode or three behind. Yeah. We currently have nine hundred and seventy two. Nine hundred and seventy two. So by the end of the year, and like those, if you're a couple apps behind, we'll probably hit right around a thousand. Just about. That's crazy, man. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so many. That's so many. Yes. Games. It's pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Like even like thinking of like four people like with and then guests, but like still it's so and like the lion's share of that is you, Kevin. Oh like, yes, no <laughs> doubt about it. Necessarily, like well, I'm coming back week after week with the same game. <laughs> and, me too. It's, it depends though, because I I. It's just, it's all good. It's, I like the, uh, more discussion stuff. I really like that we've kind of veered more in that direction where we have like, oh, I have these few, like kind of more focused, like just a few handful of things as opposed to like, oh, let me just smatter five mm-hmm. indie games and like, bah, 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 like talk a mile a minute. I do that anyways, but at least it's like a little more focused. We're getting all of it. That's why we're a complex, a melange. Yeah. We, a melange. we got a good, uh, we got a good mix. Good, yeah. good variety here. 
Would you be willing to go Luigi? I can I can lead with some Luigi. 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 Mario. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I for I forget. Have any have either of you guys played any of three? Yes. Yes. Okay. Nice. I think we've talked about it on the. I, I'm pretty sure we did too. I was just not a hundred percent sure, but I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you talked about it, uh, John. If Mario. I'm not mistaken, <laughs> you got those voices down, man. We talked Try. about it on two separate episodes, twenty-seven and fifty-four. Was Fiona that makes me do a lot of voices for her on a daily <laughs> basis now, so I get a lot of practice in. That's, That's awesome. <laughs> 